the fem fem feed the fem feed the fem feed the fem fem feed the fem feed oh hi i get your life Allison Avena and I'm here with the amazing, the sensual, the beautiful, the talented, (laughs) the smart, you is smart, (laughs) you is important. (laughs) (laughs) Nichelle, can you say hi? Hi. Hey y'all, how's it going? I'm so excited to have you here. I'm excited to be oh here. It's such a Liddington Saturday. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we're gonna just jump into these questions. Okay, child. cool. So who are you and what do you do? Okay, that's a loaded question. Mm-hmm. Um, loaded fry. <laughs> who is Nichelle and what does she do? So um, I would always say I'm a child of God. Come on now. Hi. Yeah, definitely. That's first. Mm-hmm. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. Um, professionally, I'm an up-and-coming HR professional. Come on now, <laughs> up-and-coming. Uh, yeah, I'm a recruiter right now. Um, I'm a dancer. Yeah, I'm a slayed. mentor. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a friend. Yeah, I'm a leader. Come so come on now, yeah, yeah. Speak in your essence. <laughs> Speak in your essence. Okay, <laughs> I love that. Okay, let's uh, jump into the next question. So this okay. question we're gonna both answer. So okay. you'll go first. But how did we meet and what was our original take on each other? Okay. <laughs> so I met you in Terpsies. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of us that's been T-neck. on the show. It's been yeah. <laughs> next strong. Um Terpsichoreans, the dance organization mm-hmm. um and i believe the first time that i really like met met you or like mm-hmm. spoke to you really had a real conversation uh-huh. would be when we had um the dance for i forgot what it was called but it was when um we had on like the old fashioned it was like the cardigan the the ugly there we go mm-hmm. the ugly show mm-hmm. yeah that dance was epic I first can't. of all second of all and third of all five. yes that was so good <laughs> Um, and my thoughts, I was, at first I'm like, she's a crazy. I'm like, she is so crazy, but you were like full of life. You know what I mean? And I was like, ooh, I gravitate towards this. Um, I really, I looked up to you immediately, I would say probably. So. I was like a closet supporter. I, I know. Like, you're like, hi. I love you. <laughs> like, why do people know her? Hi. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. So that's awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. me, I believe it was when, so I'm going to town on these chips, so yeah, the yeah, like, taro yeah. chips. Um, <laughs> so good. It was through Terpsies, that's when I first saw you dance, and this was before I um, mm-hmm. actually came to uh, Terpsies to set that piece. Because mm-hmm. prior to that, I would just come and help every year, and I'm like, damn, she can dance. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my God. I'm like, who is that? <laughs> Jaleela which we both know yeah shout out to you girlfriend we gotta have you on the show one of these days right um i was like who is that i was she was like oh that's michelle i was like is she trained she's amazing so i was like fangirling (laughs) before we actually officially met and then um 
when I had the opportunity to do my first piece with uh, Terpsies, I was like, okay, I definitely want to use her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, her and Bo work well together. Right. Partners. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> and then just getting to know you through the process, I was just like, oh, she's such a class act. Oh, and beautiful and talented. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, I wish she was one of my dance babies, uh, you know? Yeah. But you were like, dance baby by way of Terpsy. Right, so, mm-hmm. right. So that was my initial. I love that. Yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to jump into the next question okay does pretty hurt so we all love beyonce yes um about down snitches <laughs> and um when i thought about this this um question pretty much for me i feel like all the ladies that have been on the podcast are epically beautiful mm-hmm. right but i never actually asked them what that feels like you know to be a pretty girl oh, and what that experience is you know where you know, people are always, oh, you're so cute from young age. And then you're going through life and you're this pretty girl. I, there is this poem mm-hmm. on YouTube and I'm going to try to find it. Okay. And um, there's this girl. She's like, you know, your typical light skinned girl with curly hair. And she made this bomb ass poem mm. about being pretty. And I was like, wow, is that the experience? You know, because most, most people that I know either have had an experience of, you know, the ugly duckling turned into swan. Yes, the yeah. glow up, right? So like that experience was later on in life versus like all of their lives. So mm-hmm. anyway, I digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will find the, the video while you're you're okay. responding. <laughs> mm-hmm. That question instantly made me like mad uncomfortable. Really? Come yes. on, uncomfortable. Get uncomfortable with the uncomfortable. Oh with the uncomfortableness um does pretty hurt mm. i think it's like a double-edged sword where growing up when i was like really really young mm-hmm. never really felt that cute mm. but my family was always very much so oh pretty girl or oh look at shelly uh-huh. or you know i was always like yeah. the cousin that was extra like you know mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I would say growing up, like, within the school system, mm-hmm. it worked out, I guess. Yes, And yes. it felt like, okay, like, you know, the confidence was there because I got that re, you know, confirmation. Exactly. validation. It was, like, confirmed mm-hmm. from my peers. Like, Come oh, she's now. so cute. Um, but then the older I got, like, probably around college, I felt like I had to prove something almost where it's like, Ooh. I'm smart and I'm creative and I'm all these other things, you know, and the people yes. close to me know who I am. Right. But when I walk into a room, it's an instant like it's like a weird the thing. Hate. Yeah. The hateful energy. It's so mm-hmm. weird. And I feel like I clean up nicely. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say like, oh, my gosh, I'm like all that. But you let's. <laughs> you guys will see when I put her. Oh, gosh. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I felt like I had to prove something almost and like, I guess the Mm. male attention bothered me. Mm, Come on, male attention. Yeah, it was a little like weird, like especially from older men or like, you know, Mm. even like I walk into the dentist's office and it was just like staring at my body, staring at my face. Yes. 
And then, that's, yeah. That's scary. It's scary. Oh, my God. Especially with everything that's going on and, like, right. women being, you know, snatched up and harassed and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Like, it makes me nervous. Yeah. yeah. And then on the flip side, when it comes to women, mm-hmm. I know, like, first impressions are always like, oh, I thought you were going to be so different. Right. You know, and you I get that more times. Yeah. <laughs> I get that more times than not where it's like mm-hmm. you talk and I'm like, Oh, she just introduced herself to me. Like I'm right. very much like, hi, my name's Michelle. What's up? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you here for? I'm here by myself. So hey, yeah. like you know. Um, mm-hmm. So people are often shocked with that. But I feel like I'm way more comfortable in like mm-hmm. how I present yes. and being able to get across like mentally and like mm-hmm. emotionally who I am as well. Right. So it yeah. hasn't. I wouldn't say pretty for me and my experience hurt, mm-hmm. but growing up here and there it would be like little bullying or like yeah. you know just all the things you know that come with that so right. but I've become you know more comfortable yes. confident you know internally so come on now because it comes yeah. from within for sure you know? for sure I always feel like it's important to have the external validation especially when you're young because that's mm-hmm. when you're finding out who you are like a parent there's this great book and I think I might have mentioned this before I think all pre-parents need to read it and actually just people that want to heal their child self mm. you know but it's called hold on to your child or hold on to your children mm. and um, it talks about basically peer orienting versus not being attached and oriented to your family mm. and how that can be extremely detrimental to a person's psyche and can lead to suicidal thoughts or you know lives not fully being fulfilled Mm -hmm. and having mental issues and hangups and stuff like that so that particular book you know is very loaded with lots of information and um I think it's important to get that validation they talk about that validation when you're young your parents are the first ones that give you awareness of self Mm -hmm. so through their eyes you see yourself and if they're ignoring you if they're like pacifying you like you know be quiet be be seen but not hurt Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. oh stop asking dumb questions stop doing this stuff then you come inside yourself internally and then that teaches you subconsciously that you're not important Mm. and you should be invisible Mm. because the things that you think the things that you say are not important so try to adapt and be what everybody wants you to be or try to be like this person or try to be like that person so you have total loss of self Ooh, sorry total loss of self um and that is an issue so hearing the validation when you were young I think was a good thing in a sense of that helped build who you felt you were in the world you know and then obviously the hate came but the initial backing from what you got from your family that gives you that strength and that armor to step out into the world and say hi I am Nichelle this yeah, is yeah, who yeah. I am I like so, that I like that yeah. that makes sense I found the poem yay okay, okay. So. everyone loves pretty girl no matter what part of the world you may go you see pretty girl is international from the way that she does her hair to the way that she may dress <laughs> When all look at her, they see that she's been blessed. But Pretty Girl knows the torture of beauty's awful curse. Only Pretty Girl can understand the pain of beauty's hurt. See, if Pretty
pretty girl could rewind time back into her birth. She would take her lovely looks and bury them deep inside of hers. She would lock them up six feet under and then throw the key away, hoping that this time when she grew up, they would care what she had to say. Mm. Though the life that she lived, many people would say, damn, must be nice. Went from pretty girl daughter to pretty girl student all the way to pretty girl wife. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, you think that being pretty girl was nice until pretty girl becomes your life. Mm. It started out when she was young, considered so pretty, just a little too much. Friend of the family couldn't resist pretty girl, he just had to touch. Robbed her of her innocence at such a young age. Helped make pretty girl who she is today. Her beauty sweet curse silenced her. Whenever she spoke was never heard. As she grew older, she became hungry for knowledge, so after college she would go. Never once did she think they would not wink as they slipped her that 4.0. Later, through thick and thin, till death did them part, she became pretty girl wife, vowing always and forever to be the trophy by his side. Continuously falling victim to her biggest fear, words often left her mouth, but they never entered ears. Until one day, pretty girl decided she could take no more. Found the tallest building and climbed up to the highest floor. Jumped off the ceiling, her body burst, finally ridding herself of beauty's curse. But before she did this, she wrote this poem first. So that if you had never listened to a pretty girl, you could at least read her words. Being pretty in a man's world can turn blessings into a secret curse. Mm. The next time you see that pretty girl, take the time to know her worth. I like that. What? Yes, Semhar. This is Semhar. Check her out on YouTube. I always, I I found that poem years ago and I was like, that is so deep. Mm -hmm. That is so deep. I love a poem. Yes. I just wanted to share that with you and the the whole entire listening people out there. So we're going to jump into the next question. Excuse me. How important is dance and being a creative to you? Ooh, that's so important. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's a great question. Um, I would say I always told people dance was more than just a hobby, mm. you know, and oftentimes people were a little shocked that I didn't study it in college, but I didn't yeah. want it to be 100% my profession mm-hmm. either. Um, but I would say dance is like my release. Yes, girl. Like my men- like literally, I am dancing. I probably bust a move every day. Aww. Yeah, people see me. They're like, Michelle, you always. Yeah. I just have to move. It's just so natural, mm-hmm. and it's just so like within me. And like, I started dancing when I was six years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, once that ended, I was like eight <laughs> when I stopped dancing. Like you know, at a, a studio or right. school. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, when I found it again, the feeling, oh. like the joy, it's just important to my mental health. Honestly, it really is. You know, so it I really would is. say dance is extremely important for mm. sure. 
And what about like the creative aspect mm-hmm. of it? And do you have any other creative aspects or um, not aspects, but ventures that you go into? Good question. Um, so as a creator, right, um, mm-hmm. I'm a part of actually an organization called Embracing the Crown. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about uplifting women of color, yeah. more specifically, you know, black women within our generation of like millennials mm-hmm. and that gap of, you know, what, what to do. And so we oftentimes put on a lot of like events or we'll do, mm-hmm. you know, um, like just workshops and to- we have like a college tour and we go nice. and speak to the women there and I'm I coordinate the YouTube page so nice. a lot of that brings me joy too it doesn't oh feel God. like work it's mm-hmm. like I go to my 8 30 to 5 30 and mm-hmm. then I come it's home like, and mm-hmm. I'm like excited to like dive in yes. because again it's like a release for me so oh my I'm into events I'm into like coordinating spaces yes. and ecosystems come so I think now. yeah in that regard I'm pretty creative outside of dance with when it comes to that yeah um but I, I do like being able to construct let's let's go back to dance right mm-hmm. like a piece out of yeah, nothing come on now come I love on the now. story I love what it gives people and the mm-hmm. audience what they take from it so I think that whole just like creative side of me mm-hmm. comes out in different ways like I mentioned um but I would put that I would prioritize that rather like top two you Come know in my now. life like i need it yes i need it it needed to breathe needed yeah to survive. <laughs> for I sure love that yes <laughs> how was your college experience so oh you my are gosh like, oh, is it recent grad you graduated this year or i graduated year? last year last may. year okay so you graduated last year in may mm-hmm. so you're full of almost a full year of being out of college in right. hindsight how was that experience for you <laughs> College was such a growing experience. Oh, no. I went to a PWI. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Rutgers. Woo-hoo. Are you rah rah? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And I would want to say my freshman year was like everything I thought it would be. It was super fun, just mm-hmm. great. You know, I probably gravitated more towards you know the black community and the Latino community, but mm-hmm. we it was so diverse. Like you know, just as far as. The places that I go, the clubs that were there, you know, what they offered, resources, Mm -hmm. um, relationship-wise, college and that whole experience. Mm -hmm. I went away to college, Mm -hmm. um, and I'm glad I did that, you know. I was able to be away from the rents and just kind of do my own thing, my own schedule, my own thing, whatever. Um, I would say... It was, and I was going into relationships and just that whole, like, friendships and romantic. Mm -hmm. It was just, it just taught me a lot about myself. And I feel like I met a lot of people that I probably would never have spoken Mm -hmm. to or ran into. You know, my network grew. Like, there was all these positive things. Um, And then there's Mm -hmm. where I found that I was supposed to be in HR. And, you know, professionally, I was supposed to dive into diversity and inclusion. And I was supposed to do all these things. So, I think college was such a eye-opening experience mm-hmm. it definitely taught me a lot about how I interact with others yes, and how <laughs> others interact with me and mm-hmm. boundaries and all these other things so mm-hmm. college was cool it was yeah. a bunch of fun I won't yes. say it wasn't it was a whole lot of fun but mm-hmm. you know I was able to find that balance pretty yes. easy yeah come on now yeah um uh an old friend of mine used to say like she missed out on the college experience and she she feels like that was a big experience that she should have experienced and i agree you know because the things that you learn in college not just the academics you know like collegially yes okay but the experiences the networking 
the camaraderie, the events, mm-hmm. you know, the the school spirit, all of that. It I don't know. It just does something to you. Yeah, and changes you. And then you come out and you're like more aware of the world and what things mean and what interacting with people mean. Right. Versus just being in this little bubble of what you've known since you know a little kid Forever, and just yeah. that's it. You know. But wow, I yeah, love that. It was I love a super story. beneficial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, um, explain, and you kind of did a little bit, mm-hmm. explain in detail what embracing the crown is um, and your relationship to it. So, are okay. you one of the owners or how did you get hooked up with that situation? Okay, so I'm going to go back to how I even, you know, heard about it and was became a part of it and mm-hmm. then what we do. Um, so, I was at work and mm-hmm. um one of my mentors growing up miss powell mm-hmm. her niece is you know looking for different things wanted to kind of wear options so i was like come in for an interview like mm-hmm. i'll set it up it's fine met with her um and i saw on her resume she had embracing the crown mm-hmm. so you know typically recruiters may skim over that right. depending on if there's other you know companies that they rather speak about but mm-hmm. i'm like what does this mean you right. know and I, this was a point where i was feeling a little unfulfilled because I'm really big on being involved in a lot. Yeah. You know? Um, mm-hmm. And so it was just really like work home, mm-hmm. work home. You were dying inside. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so she was talking to me about it and she was a co-founder. So it was herself and her best oh. friend. Um, they both, you know, pledged together. They went to college together. Wow. They had a blog. Then it kind of morphed into embracing the crown um and so it was actually earlier this year i want to say march Mm -hmm. when i interviewed her and i followed up with her like listen if you guys ever need help like i would totally be down to like help with an event or something you know just trying to put myself more out there Mm -hmm. um and she was super like cool with that like she received that like oh my gosh gosh. yes like that's so great that you showed interest and i was actually already following their instagram page like it was like a lot of things that were already in place come on now yeah alignment (laughs) alignment (laughs) and so coming on on board I became more of like the outreach specialist for them Mm, like helping with the events that are already existing Mm -hmm. um and then it really kind of we like honed in on what I like Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so I became the college tour tour, uh, coordinator so I reach out to different organizations and colleges Mm -hmm. and say hey we have these workshops that touch on self-esteem that touch on mental stability that touch on financial you know um, just tips and tricks and mm-hmm. we make it fun and have icebreakers and all these different things so it's not like yeah. a powerpoint you know yeah um and so <laughs> i dove into that and then also i'm the youtube uh, coordinator so i help with that platform nice. just trying to get us ideas and things to talk about and you know just right. put ourselves out there in front of it more yeah so there's two co-founders there's one young woman who's still in college she kind of coordinates our I, I like to call it the ecosystem oh, that no. we cultivate. Mm-hmm. So it's called Goddess yeah. Gang. Yeah, and so we'll go out and just like, you know, just it's a chance for you to meet new people and network nice. and vibe and, you know, go to the bar. Who knows? Like whatever's for that, that month. Yeah. yeah. And then I do more of like the college tour side and mm-hmm. like helping with the, the events themselves. So Nice. I yeah. love that girl. It's been so great. I love that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Maybe like... um I can get, like, my Alley Cat girls involved in some way. They would probably love that. I would... That'd be um, awesome. You know, because with what I'm doing with them, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a mentoring program as well. It's not just dance. Mm -hmm. So they're learning how to be young ladies and all this stuff. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I like that. (laughs) Okay. Let's get into the juice. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So... 
talk about dating in your 20s. Mm. Let me lean <laughs> back. <laughs> oh, favorite question of the year. Right. Um, dating in my 20s. Sipping tea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I feel like I've always been a relationship type of person. Mm, come on now. You yes, know? you were. Oh, my I was, Lord. like, in marriages you almost. You love a marriage. You love crazy. a marriage. Um, <laughs> since, like, the eighth grade. I'm, like, I'm, I'm so young. Like, what's going right. on here? Um, Domesticated, yeah. cooking. <laughs> like, baby, you want dinner tonight? Okay, right. So after I'm done with homework. Right. And homeschool. <laughs> like, homework. <laughs> oh, then I'll just, you know, go to so our garden bad. and pick things fresh from our produce and I'm That's going so to weird. chef it up for I'm you in my apron and heels. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real though, like I just like companionship, you know, and I yeah. think that I, I'm, my extroverted self really like vibes off of, you know. Yeah, that energy. The opposite, of, right. Mm-hmm. So anywho, um, in my 20s, <coughs> so let's start with college. I probably... I just ended like a long relationship. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, that, it happened in college too. Yeah, I freshman year. <laughs> <laughs> no, freshman year of college is when the three year relationship ended. Oh my god. Yeah, and it wasn't even like a bad situation. It was super just like we were like just dumb fights, like dumb stuff was popping yeah. up. A little resentment for no reason. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm I'm 18. Like, what? what's going on? <laughs> oh, uh, that was Espanol. Yeah, Espanol. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Um, and so we. We just grew apart and so I was cool yeah. with that and we're so cool to this day oh, like that's we're so good. yeah um and so after that it was like probably a situationship afterwards and okay. those are necessary sometimes yeah but it was just like not healthy <gasps> so that's not necessary I mean it is I feel like it was growing yeah. yes it Part really shows us our muscle. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's a great way to put mm-hmm. that. Um, then after that, I got into another relationship towards the probably mm-hmm. junior year to mm-hmm. senior year. Like, I was never really just single in college, no. which was fine with me because it's like, <laughs> that's just my personality. Right. You, know? you liked it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that was just toxic and terrible. That relationship yeah, was Yeah. Yeah. And it, it taught me that I make a lot of excuses for people. Come on now. Yeah. Speak your truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Let it out. And you know when you like fall in love with potential, girl. But <laughs> girl, throwing his It's just it was one of those things, and that again was like part of my growth process to oh. find out what exactly does why am I tolerating this or that or do the good really outweigh the bad? Like, is it really worth it? You know, and so probably my last semester of college I spent getting over that situation oh my god you know and I was like so happy to graduate I was like okay <laughs> cool yeah it was that and then so I was <laughs> um and then after that I was just like I'm just gonna be single mm-hmm. you know so Ready it's been a little over a year just being single by myself nice. and it's been the Come best time ever But it was necessary to just like not date and mm-hmm. not worry about anyone but myself. Yes. You know, I was like super. I was like my weight fluctuated a lot during college, mm-hmm. so that kind of I was like, oh, okay, let me just hone in on myself. Right. You know, Still and so mm-hmm. and so you know after a little over a year of that, I'm like, okay, like I think I'm ready to jump back in. Oh, <laughs> I'm about to die. Right. In. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, I feel like that period was important. I'm in my early 20s, so it's not even mm-hmm. like I have all these stories to tell. Um, mm-hmm. But now at this point, I feel like I'm way more black and white about Girl. what it is that I want, what it is I don't want, boundaries. I'm way more candid with like you know what's on my mind you know mm-hmm. and whoever gravitates towards that and receives it well is yeah. who should be around come so. on now yeah Where are you? <laughs> maybe not boo <laughs> right. and I have no problem with that and mm-hmm. it was so interesting to me because I'm like why do I feel like I want to be in a relationship so bad like why was that even a thing Ooh. for me you know so I had to think about that and after really kind of journaling a lot and come on just, journal yeah that's my escape too I love to just get it down on paper so it's yes. out of my mind um and after just like kind of going through that i was like okay let's be single and mm-hmm. i was obsessed well i'm like i love this Aww. i get to do whatever i want i'm checking with right. nobody talking to nobody no text like i'm going home right. now right right and so that was really really good but now you know so this summer was fun yeah to say the least fun and it, like you know it's birthing new relationships Come and on now. interactions so mm-hmm. i'm pretty excited yes yeah. girl mm-hmm. Dive into your new experience. Yes, with your new set boundaries. Right. (laughs) And um, your new set wants and needs. Yes. I always tell um, my younger friends and even just people that I mentor when they're not, not, not super young, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Of like dating. You're age, a mess, right? Because I, I can't. I can't. Fourteen. <laughs> like, listen, make him want you. <laughs> you know, I can't. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. focus on school. Um, but I always, I always um, mention that it's important to utilize your youth accordingly, mm-hmm. and I feel like especially in the black community that doesn't happen a lot like because we feel like we have all this time mm. mm-hmm. do you, you think that's like the source of it feeling like yeah like, i think it's naivety um not being schooled by our elders mm. you know and um having they they kind of focus more on academics yeah. and um setting yourself up to have something to bring to the table, mm-hmm. which is not what other cultures are learning and other races are learning. Mm-hmm. Other races are learning that you are the table, okay? Mm-hmm. And an education and your career can always be obtained at any age, but the bag <laughs> cannot, okay? And yeah, yeah. birthing children cannot. Mm-hmm. So this type of stuff is not told in the black community and That's i think real. Yeah. A, a large part of it is due to like you know the survival mechanisms yes. of like you know we have to be the ones to um take care of our men we have to be the ones to take care of our children mm-hmm. we have to make sure we're okay all of this testosterone energy yeah. that has nothing to do with being a feminine woman yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. and um all the things yes we, we can have amazing jobs in fortune 500 companies and we can be successful out of the wazoo and have phds and businesses and all that so all that stuff is obtainable you Mm -hmm. know but there's no time limit to it Mm. you know what i mean so the the misconception i feel in the black community and in regards to women is that we're just not informing one another about the truth you know and then the information is delayed Mm. so when you're older and you're in your 30s and you're like i've been doing this shit all wrong you know and i've let so much time pass by taking breaks you know what i mean like oh i'm gonna take 
four years off. I'm not gonna date for two years or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. like, but are men doing that? Right. No. And they're not taught that. They're not. Yeah. You know? And working on yourself can be something done simultaneously. Right. With also not being in a full on relationship, but entertaining. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing. There's nothing There's wrong, nothing wrong with, with that. that. But um That's it's just misinformation. Yeah. So I always say like Take advantage of your prime and your youth because that is something that will pass. Mm -hmm. There'll be different stages in your life, but this stage is something that you need to focus on. Right. And um, if you want something at a certain age, and let's say you're 22, right? Mm -hmm. And you want your your life in terms of your personal life and love life to in family life to be structured a certain way by a certain age let's say it's 26 27 right that needs to be happening now because it takes time to learn a person it mm -hmm. takes time to build with a person it takes time for them to feel like they vetted you and feel like you are somebody that they want to build with too right so all of this is steps and if you wait till you're 26 and you wait till you're 27 that is also going to be a waiting period as well. Right. And then you're in your 30s and you're still trying to wait for, i.e., a ring, or you're still trying to wait for mm -hmm. the consent to have a child, or you're still trying to wait for the consent to get some real estate together. And yeah. they're, you know, they're still vetting or they're still like figuring out what they want, but you're getting older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And you saying that a little you know fun fact i studied uh woman and gender and studies woman and gender studies there oh, we go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I minored in it um uh -huh. and nice. we used to have conversations about that all the time about the mm. ticking on you know clock mm. and all these different things and i went back and forth with that yeah you know yeah. where i'm like growing up it was very like you mentioned i'm mm. achievement oriented yes. it's a's if i get a b mm. i'm upset i have to always be three steps ahead right. that kind of mentality since i was like mm -hmm. in the third grade mm -hmm. you know what i mean wow. i remember my parents being very much so like calm down serious <laughs> and you know wanting that but then oh. also being like okay well let's like put you in a sport right or, like, let's like go and you can dance you know like <laughs> like relax like don't stress yourself out right um and then i always thought to myself i would have a family it would be looking like this and looking like that mm -hmm. then i went back and i said well i wouldn't mind being you know pushing that back and being an older mom and really getting mm -hmm. the foundation of my career and all that yes. together and then i went back and like you're saying mm -hmm. this time passes and the body continues to grow to old older so eggs continue to get older exactly and, and depending on what you prioritize you have mm -hmm. to take that into account like exactly you know i being 23 right now i'm, I'm like oh you know i'm working right. on my you know hr life exactly. and wanting to get this started that started mm -hmm. but then again i know for me what's important for me and mm -hmm. it might not be for everyone but yeah. it's to have a family and to have all of that mm -hmm. so what you're saying definitely makes sense or resonates with yeah. me anyway yeah definitely um, to think about that before it passes and now yes. i'm like you know 40 and i'm like um i'm right. ready for a family now exactly and my body's not the same you so. know what i'm saying and my body's yeah. like listen in vitro which <laughs> is like thousands of dollars oh, gosh. you know what i mean or freezing your eggs which is also thousands of dollars right and that's the type of stuff that they just don't speak about mm. and they push education education do this do this do that and pretty much all the girls are doing the same things you know we're all like Educated, and we're all trying to achieve our, do yeah. our best and do what we got to do. But you know, I see it more and more now with my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. um, 
that are in my age group and it's just like we didn't think this out mm. you know what I mean we did we we weren't thinking and um when when we're older I mean when we're younger and like probably 23 I'm trying to remember 23 <laughs> even though it was yesterday right um you know thinking like oh yeah you know I'll just have you know a child in my 30s or whatever not thinking about the um science of it you know like a girlfriend mm-hmm. of mine is um a nurse and we talked about it on our session and she's like when you are t- 35 you are high risk mm. and high risk you can die the child can die oh wow um you're, um, the percentages are high for Down syndrome, you know? The percentages are high for complications with your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So all this stuff is stuff you just don't necessarily hear right? and discuss, you know? And you think you have all this time, and then all of a sudden it's like, knock, knock, knock. Right. Stop knocking. <laughs> don't come knocking at my door. You know? You know? It's just like, this is what it is. So I will yeah. just say... 23 is an amazing age. It's a great age. I was there last week. And <laughs> <laughs> You're a mess. It was a great time. It was a great right. time. That's behind me now. Right. But be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoy your life, yes. But understand, if you want a certain lifestyle, mm-hmm. okay? And sometimes it doesn't mirror what our families have or what our parents have. Sometimes you want more. You know, and they want more for you. That's right. why they've done the sacrifices that they have. So it's not just about like, you know, meeting somebody and you know going to school with them, and then they're on their come up. Sometimes it's about are you gainfully employed? Mm-hmm. What do you do? If I didn't want to work anymore and I wanted to pursue my dreams, that costs um a certain x amount of dollars or because i want to stay home and take care of our kids because the school systems are trash right 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 you know and people are hurting children you know like if i want to (laughs) you know do that um take a few years off so that um, our kids can have the right foundation before we send them into the public school system or the private school system Mm -hmm. will you be able to carry us Mm. that's what it's about i heard this this one saying um this guy was like if you're not in shape enough to carry physically carry your family out of a burning house Mm you shouldn't be having a family. Wow. And I'm like, that in retrospect was, is not only the physicality of it. Yes, if you cannot, in dire straits, just like you hear those stories about moms being able to lift tons off of their children, you know what I'm saying? If you can't carry your wife and your kids out of a burning building because you're overweight and, and you know, you're sloppy, you shouldn't be having children Mm. because you can't protect. And, if you don't have the means to take care of that wife and children, right. you shouldn't be having children. You shouldn't that be is dating. So interesting. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Get your empire together, because that's that's a man's job is to have a kingdom, then request for a queen, mm. not to build something and then ask for a queen to bring something else so we can put it together. Mm. No, no. That is such. That's a called crazy struggle metaphor. love. <laughs> That's what that's called. That's called struggle love. And we're not about that. That is so (laughs) crazy. Because I never thought about it like that. And I think what's so funny and kind of like the two worlds are colliding with my Mm. generation. It's very much so like 
more organic and you kind of just go through it and mm-hmm. you know wherever you're at and wherever I'm mm-hmm. at we'll meet each other you know wherever mm-hmm. we're at and I come from a household that's really more on the traditional side mm-hmm. so, so I may resonate with what you're saying a little bit more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I've always <laughs> mm-hmm. right <laughs> um so that's really interesting and like I believe that, you know, men and women have roles and in, in the whole dating process, going back to your question in mm-hmm. my 20s is kind yeah. of kind of discovering where I fit in that and what I'm discovery. comfortable fitting in that. Because, of course, you know, it's hard. It's hard mm-hmm. to find mm-hmm. someone that you really, really connect with yeah. and that's really, really genuine and gives you, you know, what it is you're looking yes. for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a good that's a good little metaphor yeah. you gave just mm-hmm. now like mm-hmm. can you hold me can you hold me you know mm-hmm. and my last little nugget for the day yeah um in terms of like emotions emotions are fleeting so sometimes you have mm-hmm. situationships and in relationships there's always valleys and hills and things change and individuals change aesthetically mentally emotionally and all this stuff spiritually um those things are fleeting but what is constant is the preservation of a legacy Mm. that is always something that should be in the forefront of your mind when you're dating can I build with this person? Can my right. children benefit from the building and the stock that I put into this person? Right. Because, yeah, we can get along. We could be best friends. But that could end when we die. Mm-hmm. What will our kids have if we didn't build the foundations for them to succeed and move further up? Yeah. You know? So it, it's a lot more than that. And sometimes people grow apart. You see it all the time in marriages. You're like, oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. They're not in love anymore. But is everything taken care of? Mm. You know, is everyone okay? Is everyone healthy? Is everyone um, able to to feel comfortable and not have this constant stress of finances and worry and all yeah. this stuff on their head? Because um, they were too focused on connection. That's so interesting. Yeah. It's deep. It's, it's deep. deep. It's deep. What do we say? Balance. Balance. It matters. Balance. It Balance. matters. Balance. It matters. So Very we're going to hop into the next question. So those okay. are just good nuggets. I yeah. Feel like we we laid sure. down some nuggets. <laughs> um, how important is family to you? That's oh, question, my we were talking about goodness. Family. Yeah. Kind of like perfect segue. <laughs> um, my family is everything. Oh. Like, I'm extremely close to my immediate family. Come on now. Um, I love that. Yeah. It's me, my brother, my father, my mom. It's kind of Aww. like the textbook. Right. You know, grew Dark up in T-Mag suburb, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that my family, everyone in my family, right, they have a different purpose and they mm. pour into me for different reasons or different nice. ways um so my brother he's like my best friend i've been saying that for forever like Aww. that little kid is like my everything um and we can have conversations that'll d- dive a little deeper and more about oh spirituality God. and like he's mm. very very wise for Come his on age. Now. Like, he loves a documentary and loves a study oh, like that. it's great having those conversations with him and then mm-hmm. my mom she's the person who instilled the confidence in me mm. You know, I went from being a meek, shy, 
my and like a little like scaredy cat. Really? I didn't even want to talk to the people <gasps> at the restaurant. I was oh terrified. God. Yeah, fun fact. Happy. Yeah, like you see me now and you're like, uh, no. Right. Um, yeah, so but social. she was the one that was like, listen, we, we were in this and if anyone has something to say, then come on, mama. What they paying for you? They gonna do this for you? They're oh like, no, she instilled gosh. that in me like, sticks and stones right. you know and very strong <laughs> very strong woman and so now it's like now that i'm at this age it's kind of like we're friends and yes. we're like i give her a little bit she, she's like wow i never I thought about that, that or i was never taught that and you know That's she'll get transition exactly mm-hmm. so we're going through that period and then i'm such a daddy's girl Aww. so my dad was the one that instilled like the achievement oriented and mm-hmm. like reaching for the stars and not taking no for an answer mm-hmm. and being more like you know the education and this mm-hmm. and that like super just like intense with that Aww. um but i was in fencing soccer i did you know all types of different sports and stuff because my dad was just super there when Aww. it came to that you know go to the park i was like i can't go to the next bar he was like michelle dig deep you got this it was like a coaching really? Come throughout on, life coach. i was like I yeah like you know <laughs> i got a daddy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my little hand right. um but yeah family's important to me like Aww. I need them. I need them. Yeah. Yes, that's how it should be. That that's yeah. this foundation. Mm-hmm. I talked about that foundation is very important. Yeah. So you're clearly like family oriented. A hundred percent. That's amazing. Yeah. Aww. My family has to like you. Or Come it's on dumb. now. <laughs> we don't like you. Bye bye. Yeah. No. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So how was it like dealing with a sibling? that had kidney failure so basically a sick sibling right life okay (laughs) all right so i just finished talking about how my brother's my everything so this is like emotional um i remember when he was 10 Mm -hmm. i was sleeping i remember when my mom came in my room and she was like i want to talk to you and I was like, what's going on? Did someone pass away? Oh you know, I'm God. thinking like something crazy happened. Mm-hmm. She's like, so we just found out, you know, Jason has kidney failure. And I just looked at her. I was like, okay. She walked. <laughs> she just kind of like sit, sat there for a little bit. It was super quiet, super awkward. Oh, no. She left. I rolled over bald started really? crying and i didn't even fully understand what that what meant, that meant right you the know unpacking, I please. yeah i was like <laughs> in high school at the time um yeah and she told me that and i was just like that doesn't sound okay right it doesn't sound like you just take you know exactly. a little drop of this a little drop of that and you're right good. or she wouldn't have come in that room right <laughs> right and so i was super distraught about it and um mm-hmm. i remember i didn't go to the hospital a lot when he was like in and out yeah and i think back and i always felt really guilty about that oh my god i felt extremely guilty about that but i just knew like now thinking back on it it was like Mm -hmm. i just couldn't see him like that Mm -hmm. constantly right you know and like just everything that comes with that and like Mm -hmm. you know him getting dialysis he was on dialysis for like three years and that is entirely too long oh my god you know and it's like connected to your heart and any infection it was like we were freaking out it was like this constant state of like worry almost Mm -hmm. and so that was another reason why i just threw myself into school i never left school right (laughs) yeah it was like i was a part of that club this club that club it was distractions yes you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and i didn't yeah i didn't talk about (laughs) it a lot and i come home where's jason oh he had to go to the hospital it was like a normal thing though you know so going through that and then seeing him change a little bit when it came Mm. to just how he interacted with people and then how he how his personality was it was Mm -hmm. like this period of like 
he went from being like really really just like bubbly and crazy and like Mm -hmm. baseball and sports and this and that to then kind of flatlining a little bit and being a little bit more like Like numb yeah a little bit Mm -hmm. and my parents you know naturally so it's like you don't know how you're gonna react when this happens they were on him like they were very much so told held him really tight like you know what I mean and so I think and I was telling you a little bit before that he um, had three transplants. So the first kidney didn't take. The second kidney rejected, oh. didn't take. And this was over years, you know. And so we got the call for the third one. I remember it was like the middle of the night. All I hear is, don't. Like one big thump. My dad like jumps down the stairs. Oh. He's like, well, get up, get up, Jason. Just get up, get up. And he's like, we have a kidney. There's another kidney. And like it was just like this crazy oh. moment. We're like oh crying. God. We're like, I hope this one takes. Like, <laughs> it was like crazy. And so... So far, so good. It's yeah. been years, and he's like, you know, on meds oh, and stuff like that. Years. That's good. yeah, but yeah, just seeing him go through that was like oh almost like God. why not? Why couldn't it be me? Almost yeah. oh like I almost wish God. I could have took that on for him. Yeah, I never told him that, but oh yeah, I really felt guilty for a not being there, like in the hospital. I would tell him about it. He was like, shot I wouldn't even want you to like, right? You know, he's like, I totally get it. Like, there's no like whatever like yeah, i remember yeah and when i was 17 i was like mom like can i give jason my kidney like you know because they were it was a part where after the first one didn't take my mom got you know got her blood tested mm-hmm. my dad just to see who could like donate right. to him and it was like absolutely not for nichelle you know it was really? like they were not having it they were like we can't take two kids in the hospital oh we can't take God. if what if your you know the other kidney doesn't work and you just gave right. this one and the medicine that i have to be on for the rest of my life and yes, all these different things that go yes. with it people don't really know yeah it was just like so stressful so when i was 18 i told my doctor (laughs) i was like i would like to get tested to see you know my blood tested to see and she was like technically i can't because with insurances you're still under your parents and (laughs) even though you're 18 like you know i thought i was like yes i'm gonna go around this your face (laughs) yeah but it's still you know that was something that was big for them but it was like a lot of distracting myself during that time because Mm -hmm. emotionally i i just like pressed it down i just couldn't deal with it it was very very like even now talking about it like i wouldn't have been able to talk about it three years or four years ago without like tearing up and crying because it's just so intense and it's a chronic illness Mm -hmm. like so uh, he's just so blessed to be able to you know be here today and through that he found music and he found you know his passion you know before it was like baseball everything we already knew this was he was good like he was nine years old doing crazy stuff we're like whoa and then he found music and that was like saving grace thank god for that but yeah that was my experience with having a sibling with a chronic illness and we're closer than ever now you know he talks to me whenever he's feeling you know anxiety or maybe Mm -hmm. he's feeling a little this or the relationship with the parents aren't the same because now they're just like trying to let him go and they're like but you were on me this whole time and like how do i maneuver around this and that so i'm definitely there for him when it comes to those things and it's way easier now Mm -hmm. post him you know with surgery and everything like that so I love yeah. that. Yeah. You're such an angel oh, for thanks. him. <laughs> oh my god, that's yeah. so dope. I told you like um I've met him in like one of my mm-hmm. classes I subbed and he just seemed like a really nice boy. Yeah. So shouts out to you. What's his name? Jason. JJ. Hey. 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 <laughs> shout out to you, boo. <laughs> so moving into one next question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How important is personal style and fashion to you? Ooh. Mm. 
okay. Mm-hmm. I like really this question. <laughs> um, okay, so I am like someone that's full of stories, so I apologize mm-hmm. to the listeners if they're like, all right, girl, get to the point. No, no, it's okay. But <laughs> growing up, I was a tomboy. My mom, mm-hmm. I was in gap hoodies, sweatpants, and neck braids for wow. about, you know, nine years. And then um like people used to be like mommy is that a boy like before I like you know blossomed and so I was super super tomboy I kind of was like covered up like oh my god weird right weird um really yeah yeah I'm learning all this stuff about my shit (laughs) yeah um and then I want to say middle school is when I kind of became like hmm I want to be a little bit more you know girly you know I'm tired of buying clothes that are two sizes too mm-hmm, big that like mom stop saying i'm gonna grow into it right. like okay like Except so <laughs> so i would say now i'm very much so comfy cute nice cool, that's how i would cute. describe it um i'm still into oversized and flowy because that's just my foundation yes, I um but i think i i'm really into like cute just like when i say cute meaning like I love a basic, mm-hmm. you know, a basic bottom yes, with a basic. nice, pretty top Come and, like, now. simplicity. But then in the fall, I'm a layering, you know, son Ugh. of a gun. It's all, like, yes. black and greens and, and magentas and maroons mm-hmm. and burnt oranges. Come on now. I love, like, you know, a pretty turtleneck with a pretty little vest mm-hmm. and maybe a slack. Come you know, I'm into now. heels. Like, Ugh. I would say I'm pretty girly, but I really strive for comfort yes. at the same time. Casual chic. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love that. So yeah, that's how I probably would describe it. Um, But the importance, I think I've always prided myself on how I presented, and that's Mm. just something I was always taught. Come on. Um, So I do, you know, I shop a lot. It's a little I unhealthy. Have that issue. I have that issue. Yeah, you have I'm, to teach I me the recovering. ways. Yeah, of like um, toning down. <laughs> yeah, I just found new. Uh, sorry, I just found new like avenues mm. to put my energy into. So like, I pour myself into work more, and I put money into that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. When I pour into that, it's just mm-hmm. you know I'm not thinking about that stuff. Yeah. But I think at the beginning, a lot of it because we come from Teaneck too. Mm-hmm. A lot of it was oh, um, yeah. mm-hmm, a Kanye West <laughs> things we buy to cover up what's inside. So like right. I just bought a lot of things, uh-huh. and we're into fashion, and we're like into being fresh, and mm-hmm. you know having good fits and and feats and right. Nails. Everything edges. had to be on. Yes, on everything. Point. Everything. You know, it was crazy. It was, every day was a fashion show. Even Literally. if you were like low key with it, the brand had to be there. If you were doing an UGG slide, it had to be a UGG. Oh, yeah, it could right. be a knockoff. It was none of. The, that's so. That's so true. Team you know Girl did birth a lot of yes. like fashion models. Come on now, <laughs> like we were like, no, gotta make sure this is that. Yes, I'm giving Heels, you leggings. Boobs, right. Like what? Full makeup, like it, it, it was real. <laughs> it, it was, it was real. real. So like, yeah, I was coming into the world from that foundation, and right. then afterwards, it was just kind of like I was working a lot, so I, I just didn't focus on those things. Your but, style is really dope, though, Ali. Like, thank you. I think I your try. pieces are very, very cool. Like, you know what I mean? When I finally do have a piece, <laughs> um, <laughs> we bring it out, you know. <laughs> Because she's trapped. She's trapped in there. But I, I do, I always loved fashion and yeah. I always loved to shop and exclusive. I was all about it and exclusive. Mm. I wanted things that no one had. So Got that you. when I was in those streets, people were like, wow, like, right. where'd you get that from? I'm like, I know. <laughs> 
Mind your business. Right, right. <laughs> no response. I know. That's cute, right? Thank you. No, so that was it. all about my life. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I just got more focused on work and I guess life yeah. came in, in the way. Mm-hmm. But I I think it's a balance. I think it's important to make sure you're shopping and you're looking good and you're feeling good. Right, right. And um, knowing when you can like stack money mm-hmm. opposed to like using the money or i need a hibernation season that's what i need right i need to hibernate and you know what can work <laughs> this is what i'm going this i was doing this and then i went back to um bummy chic okay um homeless realness <sighs> um but like, i know so bad <laughs> um i was doing a capsule wardrobe so capsule wardrobe you have like there was this um this like kind of viral um, experience that was happening and it's 33 items including like hats, bags, jewelry, shoes, and your your coat. So 33 items in your wardrobe that you constantly wear in rotation and you change it every season. So like right now we're in the winter, fall, whatever. Yeah. So when we get really into the winter then you take some of those things out, store them, and you have 33 items that you just wear. And mm. they're all they're good quality items and you always can feel, look, and um, present yourself in a way that you see comfortable and you always look classy because you know these items work for mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. And you can wear them interchangeably and stuff like that. But only 33. And it simplifies your life because you know how we have these closets and oh, these drawers. And we're like, gosh. what do I wear? What do I wear? But you hang those things. I have a rack upstairs. Yeah. I mean, it's a hot mess now, but I'll show you um, <laughs> I needed what I one. did because I was doing it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wear black, white, and cream. Um, but you don't have to do the color coordination of it. Right. But I was doing that. So I had this rack. I'm about to pull it up. It's on the Instagram, guys, too. If you go on the Femme Feed podcast, you'll uh-huh. see my rack. So these were my okay. 33 items and you just wear them interchangeably and they were like good quality stuff so i wouldn't have to worry about like the forever 21 shirt that you wash and you forget to oh not put in the dryer gosh. and then like it's this yeah it's this yeah big now. You're like, okay, you know what i mean so like cheap. right so cheap but so cute for that one wear yeah, yeah. um so like Oh, that's interesting. You can try that because that will save you in terms of coin. Right. Because you'll be picking your outfits and what you want to wear gradually. Or you can even, if you like me, I would just go to the store and get everything just now and then. Yeah, just right, right then and there. Yeah, yeah. And then build it and then put that purse away. And that's all you wear. You know right. what I mean? So you have like an item, let's say you go to the gym or you know you work out or your dance outfit so you have like two outfits of that you have like a legging you have a sweatpant you have a top and Mm -hmm. you have like two or three tops and let's say you have a hat for you know your hair days or whatever so you have a hat cap and then you have like another fashion hat or whatever so that what's that right now like eight items seven Mm -hmm. items so it just simplifies your life that's so real and i need it i definitely need it yeah go on pinterest your your edges will be gone Ah! um it it was so exciting too it became a project for me i'm like wow like i'm getting these items and i felt good and i would be able to get dressed quicker like Mm. it wouldn't be so stressful for me like what am i gonna wear what i'm gonna wear it's like oh i know exactly what's on that rack 
oh yeah, we'll do this. I have a I love this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just so simple. All you have to focus on is your makeup because the capsule wardrobe is 33 items. It that comes along with um, not stuff you wear every day like a chain or earrings or whatever, but like let's say certain costume jewelry that that's part of the that's part of your capsule as well. So if you have like a nice fashion ring, that adds as one item as well. So Mm. now you have 32 to build upon, and then life is simple. I have to try this. Girl. And I need to get by a rack. I've been yes. saying this for like months. Yes. I got mine at Bed Bath & B. Okay. Beyond. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. No, I love that. Yeah. Because so fashion is really important, but I just don't want to be going crazy. No. And then I walk in my room and there's just clothes on clothes and mountains of clothes. It's stressful. Girl, and then when you look at it and you want to give some away, like sometimes it gets very sentimental and you're like, oh my gosh. God, like what if I really like this one? No, no. You know, if it's not something, like my friend um, um, Patrice said, she's like, if it's not something you've worn in years and you don't think you'll give it to your daughter, it goes. Mm. You know, like it goes. Bye bye. Just forget about it. Yeah. Just let it go. Let go. Oh gosh. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna check back in you with you. Do it. Yes, I'm gonna be like, have that castle wardrobe. Right. I'm gonna be sending you inspiration. Like, <laughs> please. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, how important is traveling to you? Spicy. Mm. Okay. Mm. Traveling. So, um, again, growing up, I did not travel at all. My family, we did not go anywhere. Really? Yeah, the most travel was the tri-state area. <gasps> Why um, is that? We went to Florida once. I don't know. Like, you know, my parents, they just never... Workaholic? Well, more so, yeah. More so my dad. He's much... He grew into, like, a homebody. Mm. And traveling wasn't really important to him. But growing up, he used to be in Barbados all the time. You know, we have family from Barbados and Trinidad. Mm-hmm. And he would be in Barbados every summer and, like, tell me all these stories. That's I'd be sitting there and I'm like, um... What about us? What about our experience? Right. So, <laughs> I would probably say my good sis Sid. When we got to, uh, you know, growing up, she her family was oh, going Sydney. all over. Yeah, that's my best friend. <laughs> um, hey, bestie, that's my best. <laughs> she and her family used. She used to leave gym class because they had to catch a flight. Like she, they made it Are a priority. Yes, I remember Come one on now. You know, I remember those times. And I, I always admired that. I'm like, that's so you don't you, like you're so blessed for that. Right. Because everyone, it's not like the norm for everybody you know mm-hmm. and so she's like yeah like it's just been a part of me so college um my first you know flight was to miami <laughs> oh no Self-y. i think that was mine too <laughs> that oh was like God. the gateway the you know? gateway right <laughs> after miami you go crazy right you go crazy <laughs> so yeah we went to miami and that was cool i was like tsa okay i have to walk through here and it was like so new and i'm like freaking out you know and i'm like okay flying without my parents all right you know and so that was cool and then after that we went to vegas and for her birthday and back to miami and then i went to Mm -hmm. you know um canada for a day i was like why not let's just go experience it it was like (laughs) my other good friend joey he was dancing in canada we went out to visit him and yeah you know he's the best like he's actually amazing um and then like you know me and tour got a little closer throughout that Mm -hmm. whole period you know especially with terpsies and like you know getting to know her more we just became a little cooler Mm -hmm. went to dubai and i'm like who are we (laughs) yeah so i just made it a priority to see different things and like 
even you know when going to these different places it's just like you come back and you're just like this is such a small town this is such a small place compared to the world you know it really is and it's super important i think everyone should if they can and have the means to travel or at Mm -hmm. least have a savings in store so that you can experience other things Mm -hmm. because you don't realize how much of a bubble you were in you know you think the television and you know computer of course we we have a lot of access to different things but Mm -hmm. it's different than when you're in it and you're there and you're talking to the locals there and you find friends and Mm -hmm. then they're like oh my gosh don't go to that club every tourist goes there go to this one and you're like diving into like the real life of what it's like Mm -hmm. you know a native it's true native awesome (laughs) it's awesome i loved it i love traveling i love going to different places yeah it's funny me and tori we were talking probably like two a week ago Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could go. And she's like, okay, so where are we going next? And I'm like, I know. We have to, like, go. That's it. your That's your new travel buddy. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, my gosh. It's easy and it's fun. It so. is. I love that. Yeah, I'm trying to dip into that myself. Yeah, I was to say, know. do you travel travel? Or are you, like, because you um, work I'm so much? I'm trying, yeah. I'm a slave to the, to the game. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm trying, like we talked about earlier, I want to have that balance. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm focusing on that balance, which has to do with self-care and just yeah. making sure, like, I'm not just present in life, or I'm not just present. I'm not just here in life, but I'm present and mm. I'm taking um, ownership of my own decisions and experiences, and that comes along with traveling I love and it. doing other things. Yes, I'm excited. <laughs> yes. Okay. What are your dreams and aspirations? Ooh, this makes me nervous. It does. Yes, oh this question makes me nervous. <sighs> you don't have to have a right question. And it's what the current experience is right okay. now. It could forever evolve and change. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think I'm nervous because I'm so hard on myself. And I'm oh. always the one that wants to know what the next plan is, yeah. next steps. And for once, I don't know. Because it's not like nice. high school, then college, then, you know, find a job, then do this and get involved. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're involved. We have a job. I'm a graduate, college right. grad. Yes. And now what? Yes. So that gives me a little anxiety. But, um... I... My, <laughs> I don't know if I've said this. So... <laughs> Of course, dance has been very important to me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And as a dream or aspiration, I want to... I want that to be incorporated in my life a little, like, more. Come on now. Come on now. Do it. Do it. You know? Auditions. That's what everyone said. I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to just, like, see what happens. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? And just, like, take a risk and try, like, who, like, I don't know, a tour? I want to be on, like commercial exactly. i don't know like i just see myself being more so of an entertainer yes you know what i mean and so i aspire to be that it's just about putting the the plan in place again mm-hmm. i like to have steps and goals and you know hit those goals uh-huh. but i think with this side of my world it's more like i need to just go and do it yeah throw myself in it see what happens bump yeah. around a little bit and you know slip fall get up go to the next class like yes I need to get into that mindset, and I blame it a lot on being like, oh, I'm lazy, oh, I'm so tired from mm-hmm. working. It, it's, it's something that I know I can do. Yeah. It's not impossible. Bring so. your dance stuff to work. Okay. Go to BDC mm. at least twice a week. It's an investment. It's a financial investment, too. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Go to class with the okay. popular choreographers. Make sure you're up front. Every time your class is done... You wait online so you can thank them and handshake. 
hi michelle i really love your classes and whatever when are you teaching again okay, okay i'll definitely be here i loved it <laughs> yeah. hobnob let them get to know you be super nice and then you'll start to become in with the in crowd mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then from there opportunities will open yeah you'll start to figure out and find out when auditionings are ha auditions are happening for artists and stuff like that oh my gosh yeah. i definitely want to tap into that network yeah. you know yeah. and i just I th it's just been fear really yeah. you know fear of rejection mm -hmm. and the fear of like not being enough in right. that space and i think i forgot who said this i forgot who said it but this um person was just like listen you could be afraid and you can just like not do your best or not go for it but mm -hmm. they'll never find nichelle someone's never. out there searching so hard for your style for your look for now. your you know just the way you present and the mm -hmm. way that you walk on the stage they will never find you and will have to settle for what they got nichelle exactly. point two, you know 2.0 mm -hmm. and that made me so interesting like everyone doesn't want the one with like the most technique and, exactly. and i talked to you about that as being an insecurity of mine exactly. i'm like mm, i have a simple oh foot God, oh, i forgot yeah, i got a point okay. right. you know and have to take class one. right <laughs> i stopped it is like it's so important to remember that like how unique you are even exactly. in this big humongous pond mm -hmm. someone's still searching for you and Absolutely. they don't know that they need you yet until exactly. they see you and exactly. i'm like oh my god you're so That's right so true. it's so true it's just scary start with taking class because remember class is just training yeah so think of it as oh i'm training to get better true and it's not like intense you're not going for audition just yet right 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 take the class train network okay this week. Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be like, Allison, please be my accountability partner. I will. I oh, my you. God. I will totally be your accountability oh my partner. Gosh. Oh, my God. I love it. I, I need it. I'm my girlfriend's accountability partner, Amako, who's going to be mm -hmm. on the podcast soon. Nice. Um, and she's mine. And I need to reach out to her because we haven't talked for a minute. But Yeah. And I also have this new group, which I'll tell you about offline. Yes. Okay. But, oh, my God. So good. I'm excited. So good. So okay. Good. So... <laughs> What book has changed your life? Ooh. Ooh. I don't read as much as I should, mm -hmm. but as a youngin, of course, going bringing it back, mm -hmm. I was in a book club. I took <laughs> reading extremely down. serious. Oh like, I took God. school. I was a little nerd, which oh was God. good, and it paid off, but yeah. I was in a book club, and there was a book called Imani. Mm. And I still have the book. Come on now. Which is crazy. I just held on to this book. Wow. And from what I remember, it was the way that it was diced up. It was a, it was a book about a girl named Imani. Mm -hmm. And she, I believe she was, um, you know, extremely chocolate and very oh. natural. And her best friend was the stereotypical. Nice. Well, I wouldn't say stereotypical, but, you know, the pretty light-skinned girl, mm. you know. Okay. You know, and the way they described her in the book, she was very, you know, long hair and mm. luscious lips and hazel eyes. <laughs> you <laughs> know, eyes. all these different yes. things. Mm -hmm. And it was, the book had the different chapters from every all her friend group and the uh -huh. guys she was dating and kind of interacting with from their perspective mm. and their home life and you know Imani's best friend was abused and she went through this mm -hmm. but she would go out and she would never let anyone see her with a frown and wow. they would dive into the boy who was like the jock and Imani loved him but he cheated on her and then he got AIDS and it was like this whole thing oh and I'm like oh my gosh like people's lives are like like in that Layered. moment I, yeah I read that book and I'm like 
wow, I wonder how my friend, you know, it starts making you think about yeah. not just what people show you in their, yeah. their mask, you know, when they leave the house, this mm-hmm. is Nichelle, you know, right. but it's like, what's behind that? And that book was so, mm-hmm. I read that book so quick, really? read it again. I was like lying to the book club, like, yeah, okay, so chapter three, I'm oh, like on chapter 10. I, I was in love with that book. Oh my God. Crazy, right? I'm going to need to tap into that email. Yes. I'm going to look and make sure I have the author and everything and send it to you, but yeah. it was, that was a book. Come on now, book. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Yeah, for young girls out there, that's a book. If you know they're still selling it, right. that I I'm definitely sure recommend. You know, it was a little racy and you know, it was a little scandalous here and now. there, but yeah. I love an urban romance. Girl, I loved one of my um, erotica books or um, <laughs> she said erotica. I can't. Um, the coldest winter ever. Classic. I hear about this book all the time and I haven't read it. I'm Are gonna you read it. Me? I've that never read it. That is a childhood must read mm. for a black girl oh my god the coldest winter ever i never read it and soldier? i've always heard about it you need it okay you need it oh my god I and whoever's that. out there that has not read that book listen that is goals mm. santiago i i can't Stop. midnight you need it okay now i have to read it, it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so okay this is a, a bonus question okay what are your self-care practices? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Self-care practices. So I spoke about journaling. Mm-hmm. Mentally, I need to do that. Um, even if it's like within my notes app. Yeah. I do love Come a pen and paper. Yeah, but I will get quickly, yes. you know, before I, like, whatever I'm feeling, before I text it out or write it, I'm, I'm writing it down and just leaving it in my notes. Next day, it's that important. Nope. Wouldn't have sent it. Nope. And it goes away. I do that too. Yeah. Oh, I do um, the voice memos because mm. I do it while I'm driving and then I just check in. Wow, I like yeah. that. I like that. And then I like um, hear it back later on yeah, if yeah. I need to reflect on where I was. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very helpful. Um, physically, I do <laughs> I dance um, out of season, I guess. Right with synergy and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I um, try to stay in the gym. I eat well, mm-hmm. um, but I do have a lot of products that I dive into. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Can when it comes take. to like masks and yes, girl. I'm big on candles. Like your candles in here i was just so oh. excited when you had them things lit i'm like it's gonna be a thank good thank good you. afternoon wish i had a candle to give you oh i usually thing. have a nice little gift but um yeah. my edges but i'll just give that to you later <laughs> yeah no it's okay <laughs> um so i do a lot what i i don't know if it's meditation or not mm. you could tell me um so i'll light a candle and i'll sit in my bed mm-hmm. i'll roll my head for eight one way roll my head for eight Come the on. other way i'll put Come on, on. A, a playlist that i you know yes. create or whatever that matches with the vibe i want yes um and i'll just stretch it out i'll just sit there I'll just feel the gravity, I'll feel the weight Come on of my now. body just to be more just present again. Yes, that yeah. is meditation. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. There's all forms it's not of like meditation. It's not like, like you know, a, yeah, there's <laughs> not a right way, there's not a wrong way. Yeah. It's all just when you tap into self, mm-hmm. you know, and have that self care practice for you, that yeah. self time. I need that every so often. Hot showers. Like, you know, it's just like the littlest things, like, Mm -hmm. bring me back to a good place. Yes. Those baths and just Mm -hmm. soak. How about you? What you Um, do? Well, I do baths. I haven't done in a while, but um, baths. Mm -hmm. I do baths. Um, I go to, yeah, incense. Oh, my God. I have these great incense. I'll give you some. Um, Educate me. I go to a Korean spa with my girlfriend. Oh, wow. And we have, I actually took Tori there a few years ago, and... 
she's she's like crack cocaine she's like sometimes i just go by myself i know i'm like yeah because yeah. that's how it is you know like I need. you go there it's like a naked you're naked on the lower floor oh and God. then upstairs is like the common area with the guys so you have a uniform yeah but um korean spas are where you like kind of really embrace your femininity you look at all these different women in different shapes and different stages in their life and everyone's yeah. naked and you're just like we're here and we're giving ourselves self-love yeah and they have jacuzzis and the jacuzzis are like nude so you're sitting there and everyone's breasts are just hanging and you're having dialogue wow. and you're just like i feel good and then there's like a hot steam sauna and you're sitting there and you're taking deep breaths and you know you're getting yourself together and if you choose to um get a scrub the body scrub they literally take off the layer of dead skin all over your body like you're like meat you're just laying there and they're just like scraping by the time you get up you see all this black stuff that was your skin stop yeah rolled up all over the place Um, (laughs) and then your your skin is like milk buttermilk biscuit and um you're ready to be touched by a man of your choice (laughs) so Or yourself. You yeah, can you touch know. yourself. <laughs> Don't wow. It's ready to go to the spot. It's all right. I said it's all right. Hey. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. And back. Right. I know. I love a 90. But, um, so I that, that, I definitely, we do that, like, every other week. Mm. Um. Is it pricey pricey for a general admission? They've raised their price. Mm-hmm. Um. But usually the general mission we'd go on the group on and it was like twenty six dollars. Oh. Now I think it's thirty something. I want to say I can do that. Yeah, but it's necessary. Like, yes. and you can stay there all day. They have food. You can like juicy food upstairs. They have smoothies. They give you a free smoothie. Absolutely um, mind blowing, girl. You I need, need it. it. You need <laughs> it. Oh my god! You hit up Tori. Be like Tori. So this Korean spa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need you to show me the ropes because you can't go there alone the first time. Or are you just gonna be like, what the hell? Yeah, where? Yeah, am I? Mm-hmm. Okay. it's everything. It's, and it's everything. naked, naked, naked. It's naked, naked downstairs, and then upstairs is, you know, uniform. Okay. But um, that goes away very quickly. The first time I went to a Korean spa, I took my girlfriend, and I heard about it from this woman. We were washing our cars. That's when I had my new Civic, y'all. Mm-hmm. And we were getting here and wash cars. And she was like, oh, my God, have you ever been to the spa? And I'm like, yeah, I like spas. And she's like, oh, my God. They, like, lay you down like you're a piece of meat. They scrape you. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm going to go me. for my birthday. Flip it down. Flip right. Hey. <laughs> and my friend was back from college. And I was like, oh, do you want to go to the spa with me? She's like, sure. And then we went... And they were like, yeah, take your clothes off. And I looked at her and I was like, okay. And they gave us robes and I put the robe and they're like, now take your robe off. You got to go in there. There's no clothes in there. It's not allowed. I I looked at her and I was like, oh shit, she's going to hate me. I haven't seen her in years too. I was like, this, this. You got to get butt naked in front of me. Right. In front of all these people. And they were like, go into the salon, go into the sauna. It was the steam sauna. And then I sat there and we sat there and I was like, well, I guess we can't be formal now. So I started putting up my legs. She was like, I know. And we laughed it off. And we were like crack fiends after we Oh, my we God. Loved it. And ever since then, that was years ago, too. That's wild. I, I think that was on my 23rd birthday. Really? Yeah. Oh, it, my goodness. And then we've been going ever since. I expose people to it as much as I can because that's what other cultures do to take care of themselves. And that's why they are so youthful and the stress levels right. are low. And we need to tap into that. Yeah, so shameless. Just like yeah, sometimes you see little girls in there with their little 
you know, knob Ooh. boobies, you know, and they're, and they're oh like, goodness. they're so cute, and they're, they're just walking around free, and I'm like, you better walk in your essence, yes. okay? It just makes you that. realize, like, why are you ashamed of any part of your body? Mm. Live. Mm. You know what I mean? I Everyone's living, and yeah. you see old grandma there with, you know, yes, grandma. Her, her stretched marks of giving life to people, and, oh. you know, it's just a true representation of woman. Okay. Period. I like that. And they're just so cute. But, um, yeah, so I do that. Okay. Um, I listen to audiobooks. That's, mm. like, something that I'm really into. And part of um, stuff that makes me feel good, too. I don't know why. This is an innate ability. I mm. love to um, give back to other people. So, mm. like... Either it's mentoring my my dancers or, you know, mentoring friends and stuff like that. Like, I love that. That's a service um, that I give to people that makes me feel good. It makes me feel purposeful. That intrinsic value. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Tranquility. For sure. Um, So, yeah, those are my self-care practices. I want to start adopting a little bit more. Yeah. Solitude. And I talked about this with a friend. Um, Actually, I talked about this with my... um, my personal interview yeah and you know it was like the advice i would give to other women is solitude is necessary um i have a small post on the on the gram Mm -hmm. of um princess nokia and she talks about solitude Mm. and how she had to um, dip into self you know what let me just get the clip up because i'm just not saying it as eloquently as she did but <laughs> no it's so I was important like, I love that you said that yeah, yeah. that's when I healed mm. that's when I truly found who I was solitude is a huge component in self-evolution and when you want to evolve or you are evolving regardless if you want to or not like someone like myself who's developing clairvoyant abilities by the age of 20 because that's my genetic disposition as a Caribbean person. It comes to you and you have to accept it. It says in many books, many esoterics, that it's going to come to a point where you're not going to relate to people anymore. Mm-hmm. People are not going to relate to you. Mm-hmm. And the things that you, you used to share your time with or anything, whether it be the parties, girl, the, the men I was with, the friends I used to be friends with, they didn't relate to it no more. Mm-hmm. So there's a time where I had to have solitude and force myself into solitude mm-hmm. because I wouldn't try to play myself. I, if something wasn't right for me, I couldn't force myself in it. Mm. My body was rejecting it. My mind was rejecting it. My spirit was rejecting it. Mm. So I had to be through solitude as a yeah. huge no, I love that. I was like, that you check that interview out on YouTube because it's so deep. Yeah. But it's so necessary. And I did that unbeknownst to even... Year, a few years ago before she even spoke about it and mm-hmm. it is necessary it comes to a point where you're not relating to anybody anymore because you're like physically mentally spiritually evolving mm-hmm. and you can't find footing in the things that you once knew and the things that were once your comfort yes and you're like what and you have to really retreat go in that back cave right right and figure out who you are and what you want to present the world as or what you want to present yourself to the world as yeah and you come out so much stronger and so alert 
you know but and more secure too like yes. i find like i love that you brought that up because it's like mm. i call it cocoon cocooning come on now where it's like I a like caterpillar that. you know mm. like i'm a i always say i'm an introverted extrovert come on now um and i say that because of energy reasons yeah. mm-hmm. so in order mm-hmm. for me to like re recenter be like me again to the yes. core i have to be away from people yes i have to yes. go into hermit crab mode i need to yes. wrap myself up in the cocoon <laughs> so then i can be the fun girl that i truly am yes. but there is a side to me that's like i need to be by myself yes you know it's a little like, i gotta do too much i gotta seriously and i feel I it mentally so yeah. i love her i love that clip um mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to be alone people girl. don't be afraid and if you're afraid of you know loneliness quote unquote Mm -hmm. which can be sometimes natural depending on your circumstances yeah really dive in and and check in on why that is right is it so much so like you're not comfortable with just yourself Mm -hmm. because that's something that's a thing (laughs) where you're uncomfortable with being literally by yourself Mm -hmm. you know and so i found so much comfort in that eating by myself i go to the movies my friends being shop and see you in three months what's going on (laughs) and i'm just dating myself yeah yeah, literally i've been just kind of like doing my own thing you know and it's necessary so love that i love love that that too yes come on thank you for those nuggets (laughs) so we're getting to our last question okay and then we might have a bonus question but um actually we'll we'll do the bonus question now because then i usually end with these questions gotcha um what is the current song that you are so into right now Mm-hmm. Give me a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let that marinate. And I'll just talk about as a follow-up, Ariana's song that she had mentioned. Mm. Gave me life. Gave me life. Oh my god. Oh my god. I was in tears one day listening to it, and I was just like, "This is speaking to my soul." I don't know why I was crying. Wow. <laughs> but it was so dope. Got you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know if people have heard of Yeba. Oh my god. Yeah. She's really, really yeah, dope. Blah, 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 blah. Um, mm-hmm. And her song, My Mind. My Mind. Oh. Yes. Jasmine did a piece to that. Did she? It's amazing. The piece <gasps> is freaking amazing. I'll show you it. I have the video. My Mind. The first time I heard it, I like stumbled across it by accident because I was down like this rabbit hole of like indie music and just mm-hmm. like, you know, just like random things or whatever getting into um ari lennox and like you know listening to her projects stuff like that my mind popped up girl and it was like her live you know her live live performance that's the the best one yeah (laughs) um and i like literally just felt myself like i don't even know i was so emotional yes just like the soul and the song itself is like Oh my god. Who? And those riffs? I can't do it. I can't. It's that one way to go. She's amazing. Like, she sounds like a freaking harp. Oh my and then god. she gives you that raspy, like, oh my god. that grunt. And then she goes, she just flips right back into it. Like, right. it's nothing. I'm like, you have, like, instruments in your, <laughs> in your throat. throat. Like, right. I'm so confused. That song is crazy. Oh my god. That when song Jasmine is, like, crazy. did the piece to it, I was yeah. like, this shit is hot. <laughs> yeah. This shit is hot. And like, what the hell is this woman going through? Like, uh, she had, and I had, um, like, <laughs> there was a little, she did it for my company. It was a little 10 year old. She ended up turning thir- uh, 11 during the process. 
that was feeling things. I'm looking at her like, what? What do you? What do you know about emotions, <laughs> little Amanda? She's like, how could you? How oh, could you do? I love that. Oh my oh. gosh, she was living her best. Yes, I yes. I was like, you go through it, honey. Yeah, that, yes. that sounds powerful. Yes, my mind, Yeba, definitely look that up, y'all. It's everything. Um, yeah. Good question. Thank y'all. What would you tell your 14 year old self? The spelling one, these Ooh. questions, I can't. I would say, Nichelle. You're doing great, sweetie. You know, like, mm-hmm. don't be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to be vulnerable with the people that you have already deemed as worthy of that. Come on now. Don't be so closed off and fearful to connect too close to people mm. as a defense mechanism. Girl. Yeah, like, be a, like, don't fear, like, the whole disappointment thing because mm-hmm. then you're going to become someone that doesn't frequently speak about what's deep down inside mm. and you're going to continue to have yourself god and mama cheryl which is fine right. more than fine but it is important to have that Connect. that friend mm. or that you know that you can kind of vent to so i would say don't be so hard on yourself and don't be so fearful of people knowing more about you mm. that they can you know because in my mind it was always like well they can turn around and, and put it back on me or this that oh and the third God. and like you know just insecurities and mm-hmm. it, i was extremely distrusting mm-hmm. i was like you know but it wasn't something that you would sense off of me oh my god yeah i would give you enough but mm-hmm. it wouldn't be so everything like, ever. like, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's like i'm so, and it's so bizarre because it's like i'm both ways where it's like i make you feel like we we can be friends for years chameleon but there will be things that i will never vocalize to anyone right. outside of god because oh. i need to protect myself mm-hmm. isn't that crazy i don't know if it's cra- i don't know but yeah where do you think that came from um that's a good question i feel like I guess, I guess how, just observing how people perceive, like, how people, especially kids, kids are mean, right? Oh my God. So it's like the surface level of, like, I just don't want to be bullied or, like, have what I say be turned back on me. But then it's Mm -hmm. also this, this, like, ideal that I had where it's like, it's really me, myself, and I, Mm -hmm. like, at the end of the day. And I'm going to protect me. Like, it's like, I don't know where that really, really yeah, stems from. Yeah, where, what, what happened? Did something happen? Was something said? Was there a hmm. trauma? There had to have been something, some right? pivotal moment where you were like, this is why we shut down. Mm. This is why we reach for arm's length. Yeah. I think I, I'm still discovering that and really mm. trying to dig in on that. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely journal about think, that. Yeah, like I, you know, there'd be times where I'm like, I wish I had the ability, because it's not like I don't have friends that I mm-hmm. could actually be candid with. Right. But it's a different energy when you're in front of someone and you're like, they hear me, mm. they feel what I say, their phone will ring, and I know they're not even going to pick it. You know, it's like yes. that, that feeling of, I guess, security or safety. Yeah is the like has been lacking growing up where i feel so safe with mm-hmm. someone outside of my immediate you know family or mom mm-hmm. brother yeah. where i can really just be like this is how i really feel and wow. this is how i've been dealing with this and more personal things you know mm-hmm. it's definitely like a just a security blanket because then it becomes it just makes you more vulnerable you yeah, know what i mean and so growing up when you have family that are very like you know 
oh, we have a little vein, you know, family, and you know, so right, cool. where it's like mostly like you walk outside with everything together. You right. walk outside and everything is is the cool, comic collected, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, and that's why I would say me and my mom became so close because I'm so transparent with her, right. and she she it took years, but she showed me that I could trust her. Wow. And I think that's something for me where I was like, I need to know that I can trust you. You need to vet people. Because you're not going to, you're not going to like turn my stuff on me. Wow. I need to know that I can trust you. (gasps) Yeah. That's interesting. That is so crazy, right? Yeah. You've got to dig deep and find out where that happened. It Mm -hmm. might even be as, as young as like toddler. Yeah. You know, where you're like. And it just stuck, stayed with me. Yeah. That's very true. But yeah. The self-defense mechanism. Is like already installed. Oh my god! Yeah, like I like, and not to veer too far off, but mm-hmm. I'll wow. have friends that will have like friend groups or right. like gravitate towards people, or as soon as they meet someone, they're mm-hmm. constantly checking up on them, and like they right. become really close. And mm-hmm. like I don't have that. It's like really, it's like to be my best friend or be someone that I'm like constantly speaking to. Right. You've shown me that that side you of deserve you. to be. Yes, there. I'm so protective over myself because I've seen people that weren't and just be demolished and i know how sensitive i am right and so i try to protect that and then having a little brother and be protective over him and right. like you know it's just always this like protective feeling yeah. over myself and my energy That's and like life interesting yeah and i feel like some some women experience that too um but where it doesn't like kind of match up mm-hmm is with dating like they'll be very protective in terms of friendships which is odd Mm -hmm. because like especially a woman friendship you're like okay i should be able to connect more but with a male it's like here's everything yeah that is very here's me yeah Yeah. eye-opening that you say that and i wonder what that is about yeah because it's not i'm not one of those girls like i don't like having girlfriends mm-hmm. like i don't want friends girls are so this like i'm not like that at all right, i'm right, like i want right. you know, a female village like i i really do love that but i but to say the least i have mostly guy friends growing up wow yeah and it wasn't like by choice it was just i felt more comfortable and like you know just yes. open with them and it was more so just I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you think maybe your mom did something to you? Because you said Hmm. you've always been close with dad. You've always had that relationship. And women usually go and try to find their fathers and mates. Mm. So maybe the male energy around you and being that you're also close to your brother, Mm -hmm. that's a safety net for you. But maybe maybe you were, like, triggered with the women in your family at some point. That's possible. I wouldn't wouldn't say my mom, so to speak. maybe, like, aunts. But I could see, like, especially... So my family from the Bronx, you know, they're very much so... BX, let's go! (laughs) Very much so, like, you know, everyone's, you know, whore. You know, (laughs) ain't nobody, it's no weakness, you Mm -hmm. know. Everyone's Mm -hmm. going through something, but everyone keeps a good... Face, face you know mm. um i think the women in my family i haven't connected so much with them probably right. i would probably say two aunts and my mother mm. are like the women that i really connected with right. and then my grandmothers yes but i was always more comfortable with like my my mom or mm. one of my favorite cousins you know it was like <laughs> i had these females but then it was something where it's like if i say this i might sound weird or if oh, i wow. do this or like 
I didn't know how to express myself a lot of the time because I going back, I told you I was super shy. Yeah. Like I come from a painfully, sh- it was painfully oh, shy. No. Like my heart, my hands, my, I was like really? about to, hide, like I was going through a physical reaction to the thought of having to speak to someone that I didn't know, that I didn't, yeah, I was like painfully oh, my shy. God, I was spoiled, like, you know, and it was like in my family, it was like oh. that. My mom broke me out of that, oh and I became way more like. Thanks, mama. Yeah, thank you, mama. Oh, God, thank you, mom. But that is something to to, to think about. Like, yeah, tap I, into that because yeah. when you find out who what you happened to you mm-hmm. in your history, it helps you navigate the present. Mm. But if it's something suppressed and tucked away, you may be re- reliving it over and over until it gets to a point where it has to be addressed. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's true. I'm way better than I was probably yeah, even now. two years ago. Yeah, because so. I mean, as, essentially, we're talking to your 14 year old self. So yeah, that's yeah. Where you were it's years like, ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't be afraid to let people in, yeah. and if they disappoint you, they disappoint you. But just know that who you are is more than enough, right. and you don't have to always feel like you have to prove something. I love that. You know what I mean? It was always this feeling of I have to be the best. I have to do this. Yeah. I have to achieve that. Pressure. Yeah, and I put the craziest amount of pressure on myself. So I would tell myself, Yo, let up. Right. You gonna get into Rutgers? You be all right. <laughs> Come on, girl. Like, oh you going to graduate? You're going to be good, the girl? struggle. People like, oh. Crazy. But yeah. Serious stress. That's what I would tell my 14-year-old self. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite color, Sally Valley? Ah, pink. <laughs> More specifically, I love a baby pink and Come a rose gold. Come on. I love a rose gold. Oh, yes. Girl. I'm a pink pink girl mm-hmm. i love it mm-hmm. oh come on pink come on pink in. um have you become the woman you've always wanted to be um i would say i'm always under construction but as my 23 year old self i'm a far above what i thought i would be really yeah so wow. i feel very comfortable in this place right now Girls, yeah it's such a like a it brings me joy you yeah. know i feel very like realized as a 23 year old i feel very comfortable and present um and then professionally i've reached my goals yes. you know and now it's more so t- tapping into the creative space like we talked about um but i think i'm always under construction but definitely am where i would have wanted to be nice. you know i feel very comfortable here oh come yeah. on now where i wanna <laughs> be yeah <laughs> right come on now for that background <laughs> that's my song i know right oh gosh yes. yes okay so what advice would you give other women A piece of advice that I would give would be, that's a good question. And Mm -hmm. I feel like I I know what I want to say, but how to say it. Um, Be fearless. Be fearless Mm -hmm. and know who you are. Mm -hmm. And that is like, well, what does that mean? How do you, what does that even mean? By being fearless, by like mm-hmm. opening up and doing things that that inner voice, yes. I call God, that inner voice Come tells you, mm-hmm. like that's pulling you. Don't fight what's pulling you. Right. I felt that before and ignored it and then learned something I could have learned before, like later on, you know, mm-hmm. be fearless, follow what you naturally gravitate towards and that will become more and more clear once you know who you are and you become Mm. more and more comfortable with yourself so if you're cluttered and you're eating garbage Mm. and you're like okay but 
I drink yeah. water. Why don't I, why am I not, you know, it's going to dead water. It's dead. It's because you're clogged <laughs> up. It's not going to be clear. Mm-hmm. The benefits of that one carrot isn't going right. to be clear because you have all this extra clogs and, and mess in your way. So speak on it. Definitely. <laughs> and I get back at you when I wanna. <laughs> 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 right? You're <laughs> Yeah. I love it. <laughs> be fearless and take the world by storm don't think that you have to follow the path that has been set mm-hmm. in front of you because there's so many different paths you know what i mean like it's just you realize all these things once you're like what was i tripping over right. what was i doing this for why was i trying uh. to prove this to that person it's all of that kind of goes out the window once you feel the most comfortable with yourself Mm -hmm. so be fearless know yourself do things that make you uncomfortable to figure out Mm. what that next unlocking is yes and you know even for for us in this room like i feel like that's something that where we're at right now Mm -hmm. where it's like don't be afraid go to that go to that class go to that audition do it go ahead tap in who knows what you could do you know you don't want to look back and say what if so be fearless yeah that's like my worst like i don't want to ever look back and be like like yeah wow i could have what if i just went for it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so oh my god i love that (laughs) tell me this has been amazing that was our last question okay Thank you so much. I honor you. I applaud you. I appreciate you. you. I appreciate you. You are an amazing (laughs) queen. Thank you. (laughs) You are an amazing queen. And thank you for sharing part of your story with us. No problem. It was exciting. I'm happy I was here. Yeah, and it's a wrap. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. You are all so awesome. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast. I have to say that it is extremely important that we get reviews and comments. It really helps us to get our content more refined and I find out what you guys like and what you would like to hear, as well as on a monetary level when ads are able to see that people are listening and what they have to say. It really helps us if we want to build our brand and take the podcast to the next level. So for all podcasts that you listen to, definitely make sure you like, subscribe, and review. I'm going to close this episode with one of my words. We discover our strength when we review our stories. Thank you.